be reading today from Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 38. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too there was also a prophetess Anna the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher she was very old she had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84 she never left the temple but worshiped night and day fasting and praying coming up to them at that very moment she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Thank you, brother. Well, good morning. It's good to be with you in this time of the year and to celebrate our Lord and Savior at this Christmas season. And it's, a, it's a wonderful time of preparation, of getting uh, ready for Christmas Day. And there's been lots of preparation, I know, for many of you as you prepare for this uh, upcoming next week uh, coming up. You know, the world tells us about how we're supposed to prepare. Costco informed us that we start preparation for Christmas in September. And so we are uh, aware that the season is coming and, and it's time to get ready. And and I'm sure I did like like many of you did this year and in, in preparation for, for Christmas, I went and, and uh, purchased my uh, pepper spray uh, for competitive shopping that was to, <laughs> to take place uh, this year. We as, a, we as a family head up most every year around Thanksgiving time to get ready for Christmas. And we, we go over the mountains and through the woods to grandmother's house, which literally uh, is in the woods uh, in Loman, Idaho. And they live there full time. And, and we go to to get our Christmas tree, uh, and we we always go and, and there we see a, there we see a, a, a seven foot tree uh, over there, and and we go after it and it looks great, um, and we get it home. We have we have eight foot ceilings and, and we get it home uh, and it happens to be a twelve foot tree. Uh, <laughs> every every year seems to be that way. Uh, I want to show you a few pictures of our adventure to get the tree. This is uh, Alex, and so the purpose is to get a Christmas tree. Uh, Alex doesn't understand that, so he eats snow most of the time. Uh, he doesn't understand yellow yet. The, uh, again, we're trying to get a tree, but uh, snow angels are being made. That's the Alexanders with us, and Caleb, and Zach, and, 
And so lots of snow angels being made. But finally, we spot a tree. And this year, Mighty Hunter with me was uh, Joshua. And we finally found our Charlie Brown uh, Christmas tree. And there it is. Uh, pretty sparse. That's pretty typical. And the family had victory. And so we celebrate success with hot chocolate uh, at the end. It's always amazing, these trees that we get. And it's a lot of fun in preparing for that and getting ready for the season. And so... So we did that. Then we get home after Thanksgiving, and it's time to put up the lights. And this year, preparation for Christmas, uh, my folks are coming from San Francisco Bay Area. So I'm like, hey, we're going to put up a lot of lights this year. We're going to go big, you know, show them that we really do it in Boise, Idaho. And, uh, and so I start putting up all the lights, and, and I'm, on, I'm just doing the first uh, level of my house, and, and I'm on a six-foot ladder, and I have just the last corner to staple on there with the lights. And, and I'm about four feet up on that ladder, and that ladder just flips out from underneath me. And, and I did like what every normal guy would do as, as the ladder flips, is I grabbed on to the gutters. Uh, the, new, the new gutters, by the way, that I just had in. And they, I, I'm kind of a big guy, so they didn't seem to hold me uh, very well. And the gutters uh, came out, and, and then, but slowed me down just enough, and I fell, fell onto the ground pretty hard, uh, laying there. And my children uh, came out and proceeded to laugh at me. Um, <laughs> and, and we'll see what they get for Christmas this year. Um, <laughs> but as I, as I lay there on the ground, and I, I looked up at the broken gutters and the dangling lights, I thought, there's more to preparing for Christmas than this. And as I lay there aching, not only physically, there was an ache in my soul. And, and I think, you know what? There, there's an ache that we go through every Christmas uh, in our soul over this time because a lot of our preparation is for getting the lights up and, and getting the tree and making sure everything's ready and getting enough presents. And, and, and so we have this incredible longing, and yet there's this ache because after even all the lights are up and they look gorgeous, you go, there's still, there's still more. And what that longing and that ache is, is our, is our longing to be filled with Christ. And it's this ache we have that all of our, our peace and our joy and love and, and our hope comes from the Savior, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. Is your heart prepared for Christmas this year? Are you prepared for letting the lover of your souls invade your life? Are you getting ready in such a way that it's not all about the the lights and the Christmas tree, but it's about seeing the face of God, letting him speak to you, letting him pour out his love upon you, receiving all his blessing and his gifts? Hearts that are expectant for God to be working in your life this Christmas season. Hearts that are looking forward to all that God has for you. Hearts that are reminded of the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. As we look at chapter 2 of Luke, we look at the story of Simeon and Anna. And they aren't people that we, we, very, we spend very much time with in the whole beautiful drama of the Christmas story. But Simeon and Anna 
were waiting and they were expectant and their hearts were prepared to see Christ. Their hearts were anxious and looking forward to the Messiah and they could not wait as they they longed for their lives to be filled and they longed for the Savior to come. Let me read out of Isaiah 52 as as Simeon and Anna held on to the words of God and they held on to the words of the prophet who spoke forth of the coming Messiah, Isaiah 52. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace and who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation and who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen, and I think Anna and Simeon are some of those watchmen, your watchmen lift up their voices and together they shout for joy. And when the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes and they will burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. And he has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm inside of all the nations until all the ends of the earth they will see the salvation of our God. And that is Jesus Christ. That is this child that was born. That is this beautiful gift. Emmanuel, God with us. Are your hearts prepared for Christmas? Are you allowing yourself to to focus and to meditate and to think upon and to rejoice in and to anticipate our Savior? And to have hearts that are full of joy and life and hope because of who He is. Simeon and Anna were those beautiful watchmen, male and female, in the courts, who got a witness and got to testify that Christ had come. Their hearts were prepared. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for this season. I thank you for the, the joy of it. I thank you for the laughter, for the, for the, the fun of, of Christmas trees and, and lights and getting presents for the kids. And Lord, that, that's just a gift and that's joy from you. And we thank you for that. But Lord, I pray for us as a body of Christ, I pray that that you would prepare our hearts to see you in a new way this Christmas, to to experience and, and know your presence, to know how much you love us as we think through that you gave us your son, Jesus. And Lord, I pray that we would be like Mary, who as things were spoken about her son Jesus, she stored up and she treasured all of, all of these beautiful things that were said about her son. He would be the Prince of Peace, Savior of the world, Light of the world. He would pay the price for our sin and give us life. I pray that we would prepare our hearts 
and treasure up all these truths about who you are, Lord Jesus. In your precious name, amen. It's the season of Advent. And Advent means that it is the coming or the arrival of a time of preparation for the Lord. It's been a celebration for thousands of years of of preparing the coming of Christ. But not only the, the initial birth of Jesus, but of having hope and anticipation of the coming of Christ again. And as followers of Jesus Christ, that is the hope we have. That He will come again. That Emmanuel, God, is with us. He has arrived. And there will come a time that he will come again and reign supreme, King of kings and Lord of lords. Is your heart ready for that? It's a time that we live in anticipation of him. It's also a time of celebrating not just the event that took place 2,000 years ago, but the truth of who God is. The certain truth of the hope that we have. And the truth is, is that God loved us so much, each and every one of us, that he gave us his son, Jesus. The truth is that his son, Jesus, died on the cross for our sin. The truth is, is that he rose again. And the promises of God is this, and if you will surrender, if you will believe upon me, you will not perish, but you will have life life everlasting. You have relationship with the Holy God. The truth of this season is that we can be reconciled to God. And the reminder to you, those of you who have surrendered to the Lord Jesus already, is that you have that hope. It's a fixed hope. It's sure that for all of eternity we have life with God. We are reconciled unto Him. That's the good news. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Simeon and Anna were hopeful and waiting. They looked forward to that incredible faith. Their lives are marked in the Scriptures by that of waiting. They they longed for and they were searching out and they were listening to their Lord. And they, they waited patiently in a time that was very painful under Roman oppression, under lots of struggle and heartache. They waited upon the Lord. You and I have, have a hard time waiting. We, we live in a world that wants things now. And we have a hard time waiting and, and, and hearing from the Lord. All of us do. We have expectations and we want them to be met now. Even as a parent, you know, one of the things I, I, I see, I get excited about getting gifts for my kids. I think just as a dad, I love, I love blessing my kids with gifts. And it's a real joy for me. And so I, I go out and I find things that I know my kids will love. And this will be, you know, end of November, early December. And I find these incredible things. And, and so I buy them. And I'm so excited to give it to them. And so I do. Because <laughs> I can't wait. And I'm like, hey, I just want you to know I love you. And I, I, I found this for you. And, and uh, Merry Christmas early. And I go, this is one of your Christmas presents. Don't forget it. 
And, and actually what I do almost every year is, is I grab those gifts that I bought for them and I rewrap them and I put them under the tree. <laughs> just so they know. That was a Christmas gift. You're not getting shortchanged here. Children especially have a hard time waiting. And there's, a, there's an incredible longing for Christmas. And it's amazing. Every year, there's letter, letters to Santa with, with, with expectations, and they're hopeful of what might come. They're hopeful of, of the gifts that maybe Santa might bring. And so literally thousands upon thousands go to the post office. Here's just a couple that went to Santa with great hope. Dear Santa, I want a puppy, and I want a playhouse, and so thank you very much. I have been good most of the time. Sometimes I'm really wild, though. (laughs) Dear Santa, this is from a four-year-old, I'll take anything this year, because I really haven't been that good. (laughs) I like that. I think that's a little more authentic than what's really going on. (laughs) Dear Santa, I'm not going to ask for a lot this year, but here's my list. The Etch-A-Sketch, The Animator 2, a couple packs of number two pencils, Crayola fat markers, and for the big gift, Santa, if you don't mind, my own color TV. (laughs) Well, you know what, Santa, it goes on. Maybe you could drop the pencils. I don't want to be too selfish. (laughs) (laughs) What are you waiting for? What are you longing for this season? What are you hopeful for? Simeon and Anna give us a beautiful picture of of people who are waiting, not, not for gifts from Santa, but from the ultimate gift, and that is of Jesus Christ. Because they knew they could only be fulfilled in him. They knew that all their longings and all their hope could only be met by Jesus Christ. That he is the one who loves them to the core. That he's the only one who can offer life. That's who our Lord is. For God so loved the world, he gave, he gave his son Jesus for us. The ultimate gift. What are you waiting for this Christmas? It's really beautiful in the language and this expectation that we see of of Simeon and Anna. It it literally means that they they were waiting in such a way that they were alert and they were ready to welcome him. They were looking forward to God showing up. Their lives were based on, I want to experience and to know Christ, the Messiah, the promised one. That's what their lives were all about. They were waiting in such a way that they would be alert to his appearance and ready to welcome him. The scriptures speak in that way only of a few others. Joseph of Arimathea, remember him? He was the one who took the body of Jesus Christ. And he's the one who placed him in his tomb. Here's what the scriptures remind us of Joseph. He was a man who was righteous 
like Simeon is, is declared. And he was anticipating, he was waiting, the scriptures remind us of, this is Joseph of Arimathea, he was waiting for the kingdom of God. His heart was prepared for Christmas. He knew that life and he knew that God was the only one who could meet his needs of his heart. A broken sinner in need of a savior. We see this with Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. Peter's hanging out. All of a sudden he has a vision and it's a sheet that is poured out and he sees all these different types of animals with different hooves and two-footed hooves that that say, and God says, you can partake of such things, basically eating animals that were considered unclean. At the same time, in Caesarea, Cornelius gets a vision, a visit from the Lord, says, hey, go, go grab Peter. So he goes and he grabs him and, and he comes over and starts sharing about all that God is doing and this vision that he had. And it says of Cornelius, who was one who was waiting with anticipation. It says, Cornelius in Acts chapter 10 was a God-fearing man. And when he grabbed Peter, he said, listen, I want you to come over and I want to hear all that you have to say about this man, Jesus. That's a heart prepared for Christmas. That's a heart prepared to allow the Lord God to speak to your heart, to minister to you, to fill you full of Himself, expectant that God is going to do a work in your life. It's prepared for the invasion of our Lord through His Son, Jesus Christ. Is your heart prepared for Christmas? Will you allow Him to touch your life? Will you allow Him to deal with your broken heart? Will you allow him to bless you and just receive his gift? Simeon and Anna were ready. Joseph of Arimathea was ready. Cornelius was ready. And Cornelius and his family, if you remember, they they all received Jesus Christ. And that whole community started to follow God. It says in the scripture that Simeon was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Waiting for, the word is, the comfort of Israel. As we're introduced to that, the idea is, is and the word used there is perichalasis. It's, it's the same word used of the Holy Spirit. We are waiting, I am looking forward to perichalasis, which is paraclete, Holy Spirit in the Greek. I'm waiting for the power of God, the paraclete. That means the one who comes by our side, the one who walks with us, the one who empowers us with the power and love of God. Having hearts prepared for Christmas are hearts that allow God to invade and walk right with you, not pushing them away, not getting caught up in all these lights, but saying, God, reveal yourself to me. Because life, even during Christmas time, is full of mess, full of need, full of longing. Actually, it even seems to escalate so much more so, doesn't it? And Jesus is right there with you saying, I'm the answer. I'm the answer. 
Israel longed, longed for deliverance, longed for that power of God to come in. They were under incredible oppression, and they waited. And it was a struggling time. Simeon had a hope, and he had an amazing faith that God would reveal himself, and his son, the anointed Christ, would come And the Spirit actually spoke these things to him. But a faith that was unwavering. Remember what faith is, according to Hebrew? Hebrews 11. Faith is being sure or certain of what we hope for. Uncertain of what we do not see. Sure of what we hope for in this Advent season of hope. It's not like maybe it will happen and hopefully God will do something. It's a hope that is fixed. It's a hope that knows that God is going to intervene. It's a hope that knows that God's love is going to show up. It's a hope that God will bring His Son. It's a hope that God will return. It's a fixed hope. That's faith. Simeon and Anna had it because their hearts were prepared for Christmas. They were prepared for God to show up and fulfill his promises. It was an amazing scene with Simeon. The scriptures remind us in Luke 2 that the Spirit had ministered to him, the Spirit was upon him, had told him, hey, guess what, Simeon? You will see my son. You will see the Christ. And so there was an an amazing waiting for that. He knew it would happen. We have the same Holy Spirit, by the way that gives us that certain hope. But you've got to picture the scene coming into the temple. Now, the temple is no little place, and the temple square is not just, you know, a little corner of the, of the piece of the planet. It's massive. Thousands of people are coming, and they're praying, and they're fasting, and they're giving sacrifice, and they're giving worship, and they're gathering just to, to be with each other in fellowship, and they're hearing the Word of God. Thousands upon thousands of people, all kinds of activity going on in the temple square. And here's Simeon who shows up to worship. And at that very moment, at that very time that Simeon happens to be there, you you think these things just happen by chance. Here comes in Joseph and Mary. Now you've got to understand, they're coming in to dedicate their son according to the law. And they come in, and they come with two turtle doves. That's the the lowest amount of money. That's the lowest offering you can do because they were extremely poor. There was nothing that stood out about Joseph and Mary. And again, surrounded by thousands of people. And then Simeon sees them. And Simeon sees them coming in And he's not fixed on all that's going on around. He's not fixed on the offering of the turtle dove. His eyes are fixed on the baby, Jesus Christ. And everything else is shut out. And his eyes are fixed on Jesus. Because his heart was prepared for Christmas. And he was about to encounter the living God in the flesh. 
It was a hard time for Israel. Incredible oppression, incredible struggle. They wanted political independence, but it wasn't happening for Israel. Many wondered if the Messiah would ever come. But Simeon knew he would. His heart was prepared and the Spirit had prepared him. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel, what many of the Jews at the time would call the Messiah. He is the comfort of Israel. And God showed up. And Simeon got to come right into the presence of the living God in his son, Jesus Christ. You know, as you prepare your heart for Christmas this season, as you think about what it looks like to to come before the Lord, and you want hearts, I know you do, you want hearts that are prepared for Him. You don't want to get caught up in all of the glitz and the glamour and the, and the rush to the mall. I know you don't. I don't, but I do. I get caught up in it all. But as you prepare your hearts this Christmas season, ask the Lord to reveal Himself to you. Ask the Lord to be your comfort because He will. Because He is. He is the comforter of your life, of your soul. And He has come in the flesh. And our hearts, when they're open to receiving the love of God, He will pour Himself in. Listen to the promise of the Lord. This is Isaiah 49. This is a reminder of who our God is, how much he loves us, why he sent his son. Shout for joy, you heavens, rejoice, you earth. Burst into song, you mountains, for the Lord comforts his people. That's not only Israel, that's you and me. He will meet you right in the middle of your pain. He will meet you right in the middle of your physical brokenness in the middle of your broken marriages, he will meet you right there. You will be able to rejoice in him. For the Lord comforts his people and he will have compassion on his afflicted ones. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. And sometimes we feel like that. We feel like, God, are you even hearing me? What's going on? They cry out, the Lord has forgotten about me. But that's the furthest thing from the truth, dear saints. Here's what he says. Isaiah 49. Can a mother forget a baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child that she has born? And the reality of that question is, it's an impossibility. A mother never forgets the child at her breast, the one that she has born. Never. That's an impossibility. Here's the double impossibility. Can a mother forget? I, God, will never forget you. I will never forget right where you're at. I'll never forget what's going on in your life. You are not just somewhere out there distant and I am not with you because I am the comforter, the one who walks by your side. I am the Lord, the one who is with you. I will never forget you 
You see, I have you engraved on the palms of my hands, and your walls are ever before me. Dear saints, in this season where I know some of you are upside down in a lot of struggle, feeling oppressed, feeling overwhelmed, prepare your heart for the God of comfort. He will comfort you. Allow him to pour his love upon you. Wait upon him. Don't run away from him. Wait upon him. Because he will meet you right where you're at. And Simeon rejoices and and he can do nothing as he sees the Lord God but give praise and break out into song. Sovereign Lord, you have promised as you have promised and now you can dismiss your servant in peace. Lord, I can die now. And Lord, you you have taken off. You have released me from this continual work and and joy and and longing and this waiting. You have released me from this waiting, and now you have fulfilled me. I can die now. My eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in sight of all the people. You are a light, like we sang earlier this morning. Adrienne reminded us of, you are a light. You are a light for a revelation to the Gentiles. What he's saying is, your, your salvation has come to all people. God knows exactly where your heart's at. God knows your journey. But he has come so that you might have life. And it's for all peoples. I have come and I have seen your salvation. And it's a glory to your people Israel. You see, when you prepare your hearts for Christmas, when you allow God to invade, He pours in. And He pours His love into you. And when you receive that, the outcome of that is that we can do nothing but praise God. We can do nothing but glorify Him. We can do nothing but thank God that He gave His Son, not only as a babe, but the one who came to die for our sin. We can praise God because he rose again. We can praise God because he is salvation. I hope this Christmas season that you're taking time personally and with your families to just rejoice and praise God, no matter where you're at, walking on the streets, at the mall, at a friend's house, just burst out in praise. There's some folks at a mall I wanted to show you who couldn't help but Burst out in praise.
Amen. I expect to see you at the mall doing this. Just as Simeon is bursting out into praise, by chance, Anna is there. Another Holy Spirit moment. Nothing by chance with God in the middle of it. And Anna, a prophetess, shows up right in the middle of hearing all that's going on. And this beautiful woman, witness. And I really love, again, I love that God chose a man and a woman to bear testimony. His beautiful creation, male and female, he made them to bear testimony of who he was. And here's Anna, this amazing prophetess. She was in the temple, and she never left the temple, but she worshipped there day and night. Oh, what a saint. And she was fasting and praying in the temple. And she came up to them at that very moment. Oh, what's going on? And she gave thanks to God, and she spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. You see, Simeon was waiting and longing and and hopeful for the consolation, the comfort of Israel. And Anna was waiting and longing for the redemption, the forgiveness of Israel, of God's people. We need a Savior. That's why God sent baby Jesus, not to stay a baby but to forgive each and every one of us of our sin. That's who he is. He's the Savior of the world. And the gift is to all of us. Will you receive and will your hearts be open and prepared to receive that gift of salvation? Anna longed and all of a sudden, all of the scriptures that were true right before her eyes is the Christ child. Everybody's busting out into the Alleluia chorus. The temple is blown away, and she can't help but go and tell people about the Christ. Part of preparing our hearts is receiving forgiveness and life. The other part is that we go and we share the good news. The child has come. Emmanuel, God, is with us. He forgives us our sins. Israel, under all of this incredible difficulty and oppression and struggle, out of Babylonian captivity, yet now under Roman rule, longing for redemption, longing to be delivered from slavery. Remember that Christmas song? O come, O come, Emmanuel and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile until the Son of God appear. In bondage they were, and in bondage you and I are to sin until the Son of God appear, which he has, because God loves us that much. And he forgives us our sin. She waited and she was hopeful and her fasting became feasting and her hope was certain. And here's the promises of Scripture. Ephesians 1, 
In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. That means in measure with the riches of God's grace, which, by the way, is super abundant and you cannot measure it. In him is the forgiveness of your sins. Would you prepare your hearts this Christmas and receive his forgiveness so that you might be reconciled to God and so that we as saints who walk along the way and fall short, that we might be made right with God this Christmas season and so we can rejoice in Emmanuel, God, with us. Let's pray. Father, we can do nothing but praise you for your beauty, for your love for us, that you gave us your son Jesus, this ultimate gift, so that we might have life. And Lord, I just thank you so much for Simeon and Anna who were in waiting, and I pray like them, as Jesus was being brought to be dedicated in the temple, and as they got to see the salvation of God of you, Father, they could do nothing but rejoice. And I pray that our hearts are filled with rejoicing, Lord, because of all that you've done and given to us. And Father, this morning, as a body of Christ, we want to say we love you and we acknowledge you as our Lord and Savior. And Father, our hearts are prepared for you. Please come and pour into our hearts, we pray. In your precious name, amen.